Welcome to the Self-Publishing Queen podcast. My name is Josiane Fortin and I'm a self-published author. I'm obsessed with helping and motivating writers to publish their books and share their gift with the world. My goal with this podcast is to inspire you to take action and be the writer you want to be. Let's go! Hello writers, I'm Josiane Fortin and today I'm interviewing Andrea Lendy. Andrea is the self-published author of five books and I want to hear everything about it and please start by telling us a little bit about you. Sure, welcome. Thank you so much for inviting me first of all to speak with you and your audience. How fun is that? Because uh, writing is something that I absolutely love to do and so to share my experience with that is, is truly lovely. So for, thank you. Um, I am a mom of three young men now. They're all in college, which is exciting. So they're not underfoot and all are doing wonderfully. Um, and as you mentioned, I have published four book, five books now, four of those self-published, one with a hybrid model. And um, I have an online ministry as my books roll out, they support that, that online ministry. Um, so that's kind of what I'm doing right now. I write daily devotions and prayers, and my next project is going to be a prayer journal, and I'll probably have different types of those as well to fit different needs, and working on more projects coming up. I think once the author is unleashed, we just keep rolling with that. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm, I'm really interested to know, why did you decide to start writing? Because it's always like that first book that's like the, the hill, like where you have to climb that hill. So why did you decide to start writing? Great question. Back when uh, a couple of decades ago, I should say, I had some health issues, some pretty significant ones. I had been a pilot and uh, just about to get into the commercial industry and my body broke and uh, health-wise, and it took me three years to get well. So my first book that I share uh, publicly is called Life After Lupus, and I talk about my healing journey, and I really wanted to write about that to, to offer up the possibility for other people who are dealing with autoimmune that there are ways to feel well, even with a chronic illness. So that was my first, um, you know, real message to get out into the world is that there is hope, there is possibility, even inside of a chronic, a chronic illness. So I wanted to share that. Okay, that's good. That's a good message to share. And how long did it take you to write this book? You know, not long at all. I mean, it, the actual writing of it, maybe a, a month, it didn't take me long at all, because it's really just my story. And so uh, once I decided that, yes, this is what I was going to do, I got laser focused and just started writing. And that's, I think, a, a, a message I'd love to give your listeners is I know so, so many people have that book inside of them. And the first step is to start writing it, like just writing. And it, they can be really poor words. I, I intern for a pretty famous writer at this time in my life. And she says just 500 Poorly written words a day, it can be huge in terms of putting a book together. So yeah. it's, it's really just about getting laser focused and making the time to write. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Like just sit down and write something and like 
don't edit right now. You're just writing and you can't make anything perfect out of thin air. Like you need the actual words to make it better. And then I talked a little bit with you prior to recording and you said the first book you self-published it with a hybrid publisher. And mm -hmm. so do you mind sharing what was your experience with that? And why did you decide to go with a hybrid publisher instead of a traditional publisher or like directly self-publishing, let's say on Amazon? Sure. So those three different ways of publishing are all so very different. Um, the, I went with a hybrid because first experience out, I didn't know anything about making a book cover. I didn't know anything really about editing and I couldn't afford a, a, a real live editor, you know, to spend a thousand or $2,000 or whatever. And that's what I thought anyway, an editor would charge me. So I, I sought out what was possible for my budget in terms of finding an actual publishing company who will do it all. I mean, who they're seeking new authors. They are looking for the author to have already about 10,000 followers. And I didn't have that. So that wasn't, a, I, I made a phone call. I had been talking to an author who, a different author than whom I've already referenced. And she writes in different genres. She writes in um, romance and sci-fi. And those are both pretty high paying gigs, if you will. And her, her recommendation to me was publish a if you do that, then your ratings on Amazon every 28 days will stay up. So that was like, that's what she does in her genre. And she makes a lot of money doing that. So I was kind of hanging on every word that she said. And 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 she was going to walk me through the whole process. She, she works with a handful of women. And she was going to kind of mentor me through this. But as we were going through that process, our genres are so different that she sort of just handed me off. And she said, you know, Andrew, I've been looking at different publishing companies call this one because I think this one could really help you. So I did. I didn't know anything like most new authors don't know. And I called the number on the website and I got the actual like owner of the company and they were a huge company. And I started talking with her and she said, oh, wait, wait, you can't talk to me. You got to have an agent first. And she was very gruff, like the New York <laughs> gruff. Um, I was calling out to New York and and I thought, okay, this, this probably isn't my way of publishing what I feel like is the message in my heart, you know, to get out there and into the world. And as I learned to go with those larger publishing companies, you do have to have a huge audience and you already have to be living life and doing that thing that they want to then seek you out for. So that was off the table. I knew nothing about Amazon self-publishing at the time. So I started looking into what this hybrid model could be. And I interviewed with, a, with two different companies. After researching a bunch of them, I did reach out to two different companies. I submitted my manuscripts to them. And at the time I had three and they both said, yeah, we'd love to do all of them. And I'm like, yay, this is so cool. I was so excited, <laughs> you know? And then um, I signed with one of them. I felt like their, even their name for me was a name that I would want my book to be published under. And I thought this is really a perfect fit. The struggles with doing that, um, I had different expectations that were, you know, unmet with go, some that were met, they did the book cover. I had to come up with a, a picture 
And they did do a beautiful book cover and they did edit. They just didn't edit um, for any content at all. Like they didn't, in fact, I had two, unknowingly, I had two chapters that had the same name. Okay, so they just did like proofreading. And proofreading, just, yeah. That's it. So I had, when I had gotten the initial book back, an author copy, I gave it out. I think I ordered 10. And I gave those out to 10 friends and said, please give me your feedback. And one of my friends said, Andrew, did you know you have the same title twice? So <laughs> you can, you know, pour your heart and soul and you still don't catch some of those very, very basic things. And neither did the, the um, hybrid publishing company mention it that would have been a thing I would have expected like yeah. and 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 I also um used a word way too frequently uh, we get better as we write yes for sure <laughs> <laughs> and they didn't edit that out either and I'm like oh my gosh I can't, you know so um anyway there were again some unmet expectations there on my end and then lastly took forever on their end. You know, I, I would get something back and I would make some changes and it was back in their court for a few weeks or a month and then back in mine. And it was, so it didn't get published for, I don't know, a year maybe from when I had initially started looking into it. So those were, you know, yes, the book got done. They did do a book trailer. I have redone a book trailer. Um, and, uh, so there were some good things, right? We had a book in print. That was the main goal and that goal was accomplished. Moving into another arena, like, okay, I, at the time then I had three more books, four more books that I wanted to publish very quickly. And I wasn't then gonna go back to a hybrid model. So I started looking at how, how do I publish on Amazon? And I am so grateful that Amazon makes it so simple to get our messages out. It's not easy, but it is simple. Once figured out, it is a simple way and no red tape, literally upload the manuscript and their, their KDP, um, their Kindle Create. I don't know if you've had occasion to, to use that, Josiane. Yeah, um, I'm using it right now, yes. Love it, so perfect. Like one of the things that totally stressed me out were table of contents. Oh, and it just takes care of all that. <laughs> right? Like all of it. And I didn't know what front matter was back there, but when you click on it, it tells you everything. Yeah. So you Google, how do I write an acknowledgement? Or how do I write, you know, and then you find you find it and then you do it. So love, love, love the self-publishing model through Amazon. Love it. Yeah. So you wouldn't go back to hybrid publishing. Ever, ever, <laughs> ever, ever, ever. Do you feel like you got your money's worth? Like with the work that they did, the cover and the editing, like the quality of the editing that they did, do you feel like you got ripped off or you feel like you got kind of your money's worth? I guess the jury's out on that. Um, in terms of if I get paid, that would be another thing. <laughs> okay, so they get the money. And then they have to pay you. Yeah. Okay. So it's, it's, I, I wouldn't do it again for, for a lot of reasons, but it was my first, you know, it introduced me to the world of being an author, of being an author. And so 
you know, for some people that just has to be a thing that they may gravitate to because they're not confident in the rest of their skills. But I can say that everything is really provided through Amazon other than an editor. And now I have found some editors that aren't as expensive as I thought. Like I had been quoted things, two cents a word. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, you know, at the, that's a lot when you get to the end of the book, depending on how, you know, how large your book is. It's up to be more than that, two to five cents a word. And then, so, but there are other editors out there that can be found who will do a marvelous job. And so if that's someone's biggest concern, then I would say, keep on the hunt, you know, keep looking for what you need. You will find it. Absolutely. And, um, the book covers are so easily done through Amazon. So you use their, their platform to do the cover. So mm-hmm. you uploaded your image and you put your title and stuff like that. I did. Uh, I loved it. And I've, so I've done probably my favorite, do you mind if I show you my favorite one? Like go ahead, but some people are only listening, so they won't be able to see it okay. unless they go on the YouTube channel. I'll keep talking while I'm showing it, but like this, my favorite book cover, it came out beautifully. I think. And so what I use is Pixabay. I know a lot of people go into Canva and use Canva and I'm sure there's other pictures out there, but Pixabay has been sort of my go-to even when I'm utilizing social media, they're free pictures. I do make an acknowledgement in the, you know, in the back of the book that I used so-and-so's picture from Pixabay, but there are no fees, completely free to use. And so using Amazon's cover creator is another beautiful thing. I mean, it truly, truly is. And I just had occasion to go back in and recreate two new book covers of books that I have published. One was a devotion book, one was a prayer book. And I wrote both the content for those books during the complete lockdown of COVID. So I had written, the subtitle had COVID in it. And I, um, decided I didn't want that on the subtitle anymore. So in case anybody's wondering, most most everything you can change, that's another beautiful thing about Amazon, is when you use their Kindle Create, you can then alter the contents whenever, update them, upgrade them without having to resubmit a whole brand new book. Yeah. So that's beautiful. But when you do change a title or a subtitle, you actually do have to go in and create a new, a new book, if you will, on the Kindle one, not so much, but on the, on the actual soft cover, I had to unpublish the soft cover and then republish it. But in doing that, I was able to create new covers entirely and then re-release them. So that's a beautiful thing. I mean, in a couple of, the first one took me six hours, but then the next one only took me two hours to redo the whole, you know, the whole thing. And that was including creating a new cover for the book, which I think is more inside of my brand, if you will, in terms of my website. And just, we learn things along the way, but um, being able to do new book covers is beautiful. Like it's Yes. A- like you don't have a ton of copies in your basement and you notice there's a typo on page 28 and then you can't change it forever. Like if someone tells you there's a typo, you just go back in the system and you can upload a new file with that typo corrected. I love that because I don't, I don't like having typos. It, like if people tell me there's something wrong in my book, then I can still go ahead and change it. So I love that. And what advice would you give to an aspiring author? You talked a little bit about 
like just get started but do you have like, other advice about like to write faster or to get started what would you say so to, to write faster here's um something that i've picked up over you know this last six months or so is that when we are um excited about things, you know, it, it could be just, uh, just start figuring, figuring out what the most creative part of, of one's day is. Like for me, it's definitely not writing at night. I'll get up sometimes at four or five o'clock in the morning and write. That's a creative time. Six o'clock for me in the morning is very a creative time. So finding a person's most creative time. Now there are night people, night owls, that that's their most creative time. The, the other thing would be to find a high energy time during the day, like right after this podcast. I mean, the, the, everything's firing. That's a really great time to sit and write because we're already at, shall I say, a more high vibration. And when we identify those, those particular times, those are t tend to be more creative times. So I would definitely just, um, everyone has their most creative space and time. And that would be the time that I would definitely sit down and write. And then I would leave it. Lately, I have been leaving, leaving it and going back to it later in the day. And I have been making corrections where in the past couple of years, I've sort of just been writing it and done, you know, and, and, and I, and when I say done, so I write every day, I write a devotion every day. I upload that to a podcast as well. So it's, it's five minutes or less. It's just a short, short devotional for people to stay connected during sort of their busy seasons of life. But in saying that, I used to do all of the uploads and put it to social media and all of those things in that one hour in the, in the early morning. And now I'm writing it and then going back to it. And I'm finding I do want to make changes. I want to make it more readable. And, and so that's a, a good process is to write it when you're super creative and then go back to it later in the day, even if it's during your tired time and re-edit it and it will make a lot more sense and, and be more you know powerful. But so those are some things. Use your creative time, use your high vibe time to write, go back to it later. And also I'm interning with a gal who says, leave yourself some breadcrumbs. So she'll write 500 words and leave it in the middle of a sentence. So when you go back to it, you're just finishing your sentence. You're not having to come up with a brand new thought. And that's another another great way to always leave oneself breadcrumbs. I know I, in along with that, my breadcrumbs often are just thoughts I have, the, the connections I'm making throughout my day, which I note somewhere. And that somewhere for me is generally in the notes on my phone. But I, you know, people need to keep uh, notebooks handy, whatever's handy to write down those ideas that come to us throughout the day. And then we're able to use those breadcrumbs to go back and, and continue writing uh, whatever it is that we're writing. So staying in that creative space as much as possible throughout the day, making those connections and making sure we note, notate those to come back to later. I, the last thing I would say is follow other people. Follow the people that speak to your heart and kind of do what they do. I know I'm in a world where I had no idea what this world was made of, but if you find that person who speaks to your heart that is successful and sort of mimic, at least start mimicking what they're doing, we can find the path that we need to go. And what I have found for myself is that I am an intern for a best-selling author. And so I'm learning her whole, you know, that whole world and how to create that for myself. So it's one step at a time and we find our way, you know, the path that's going to be um, our, ours to follow. 
Yeah, I really like what you said about breadcrumbs. Like, I need to do that. I know I need to do that because, like, every time I open my file, I'm like, oh, I don't, I really don't know what to write. And I kind of whip myself to get started. But once I get started, then like it gets so much easier. But, um, and I also like what you said about the energy. That's something that I've learned with time like when am I most effective most productive when is my brain more creative and so I try to tap into that and um, I'd really like to know do you have like tips on promoting books like what do you do and what has been working for you is it Facebook is it Instagram is it podcast what is the best way for you to promote your books so I feel like um, in, in terms of like guesting on other people's podcasts, that's huge because that's an audience that I, I can't reach, um, that, that your authors on your page here couldn't reach without, without that. Right. So I try and do, a, I try and guest on a podcast once a week and I track my numbers. So the numbers to my website then go up every single time I do a podcast. So in, in terms of um, those numbers specifically, a year ago, maybe I had 90 people a month going to my website. And now I have almost a thousand people, a little over a thousand people a month, you know, hits on my website. So that I think has been very fruitful. That's the, the we talk about a marathon and a sprint. And so anytime we can speak, that's our sprint. If people let's say for myself, I could get into in front of MOPS, Mothers of Preschoolers groups. Anytime I can speak in front of an audience or guests on a podcast, I now have 50 or 100 more people that are, are have been introduced to me. So, so that's huge. That's the sprint. It, um, social media is, that's the long game. And yes, I do it. Absolutely. And I'm more active on Facebook than, than any of the other platforms. Uh, I'm a total fail on Instagram, to be quite honest. <laughs> like, I just don't do it well. I have to, I should figure this out. Like someone's even taken my name, <laughs> you know, that's okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. So I was posting my prayers under coffee and a prayer. I was posting my devotions under the, my, my website, which is believingin.com. And, and yeah, I've, I posted every day for a year and a half and I have like 120 followers. You know, it's just a total fail. So, um, so, so, but, but people have been very successful with social media. I feel like that's the long game as I, as I mentioned. So we, we are consistent there and here's what I find with authors. It's so funny and, and not all the time. There are some that are, that are just out there killing it, but, but authors, I think sometimes feel like, well, people should read my stuff. Um, you know, I shouldn't have to do social media, but that's where some connections connections are made and 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 so I encourage people to to get on their best platform the one that they have fun with I mean we're going to be on there and we should be on there every day not once a month in order to be effective you know for Facebook it's pretty much daily a daily post Instagram it could be three times a week uh, LinkedIn once every couple of weeks Twitter five times a day. I mean, like, so it's, what's your jam, you know, get on the one that's going to, you want to be on, I guess that's what I would say to the listeners and, and then do well in that one area. Um, there's, it's beautiful now that you can 
cross post into different platforms and StreamYard allows for face for lives allows you to now cross when you do one StreamYard live and you it can be posted to YouTube and Facebook and Instagram so you can have multiple platforms all at one time and that's a beautiful thing. But I would say find your best jam and do that one really, really well. Yeah, it really makes sense because if you're going to spend so much time on a platform, it's better be one that you enjoy. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. And we talked a little bit like you're working on a new writing project. Like what is it that you're working on right now? So I am working on a prayer journal and, and one that looks a little bit different. One thing that has changed my life entirely about 10 years ago as I was um, really just kind of increasing my walk in faith is um, reading the, the Bible every day, but then also I started writing prayers every day. There's a, in Psalm chapter five, verse three, King David wrote a, a prayer every day to God and he heard God speak back. And I thought, well, I wonder, I mean, King David's a big hitter, but I wonder if that could happen to me. So I started writing prayers. And in fact, I started hearing back. And so changed my life completely, just that one process. And I would love to give that gift to other people. So working on a prayer journal that will, um, that will have an opportunity to write a prayer, but also writing gratefuls down thankfulness. I think when, when um, we are thankful for things that we already do have, uh, it opens up the pathway for more abundance, if you will. It opens up our capacity. So starting with some gratefuls and then ending with three intentions for the day, Um, you know, and that can work in any arena, whether if it's a mom who's just, not just, I was just a stay-at-home mom, but moms who are stay-at-home moms, sometimes we think we never got anything done. And if we just are cognizant of the fact that we actually do, whether it's throwing in a load of laundry making sure kids are happy today, taking them to the park, whatever it is, when, if we all are just conscious um, of the fact that we are accomplishing things, it just, we just feel better and it opens up the path to accomplish more. Same thing if someone's got a side hustle going on, what three things are you going to do today to move that hustle forward or just in life? You know, what are people's goals? What three things are you going to do to move those goals forward? So that's, I'm working on this prayer journal, which um, I hope to then also support with a membership type program that will allow me to come in and support people inside of that journey, if you will. So um, I think it's important as we progress as authors, what else are we going to offer along with it? And it's not just your book one and done and you, you walk away. No, that can be for some, maybe that one, someone just has that one, one book, but I, I, I kind of feel like your audience, maybe the people that are not just aspiring one and done books, but have more on the table for in, in terms of authoring. And certainly Amazon is, like I said, it's such a beautiful platform to allow us to be able to continue to put our work there and then use it for the purpose that we need. Like I am, have a colleague who has her ministry and she's been having her people just journal on, she does something different. I think hers is like journaling God. And she has people buy a certain just hardbound back journal that they're writing in blank. And she knows she wants to support that with potentially, uh, you know, her own journal that will work for her specific piece. And that can be a thing for people where you are writing something just because you want to offer something, you know, something else. That's another whole, whole way to go. So um, Amazon's beautiful. We can support our own whatever it is 
intention with a book to go along. It's open to everyone and you can say whatever you want to share on that platform, which is amazing. Everyone's get like, get that platform to say whatever diverse message that they have to share with people. And I really like that everyone can share what they want to share. Right, right. It's beautiful. It is. It's it's a beautiful thing. Uh, It, there are so many different ways to use Amazon in that way that I had even, I knew, you know, now as we take the first step, then the next step opens up for us. So everybody's next step is what theirs is. And uh, uh, I, even when I, I was super anxious about self-publishing when I first started out and I was literally in my sweats at the kitchen table for three days and I had made almost no progress. I was just so, how do I do, you know, and afraid to get my words on in print. And I set it aside for a couple of weeks. And when I went back, it took me three hours to get where it took me, took me three days to get, you know, previously. But once we take those steps and get our words out there, more words come. That's what I find is that uh, the creativity doesn't stop. It just expands tremendously. And that is also a beautiful thing that it, it, we just keep getting more and more and more the more we use. So I encourage your listeners to start using what they have because they will get more as they do. It's just a beautiful thing to experience. I agree with that. What a beautiful way to end this interview. And if people want to know more, if they want to check out your books, where can they connect with you? Well, they can certainly go to Amazon and find my, my author page there, but also my website is believinghim.com. And I write most of my stuff is, is there I'm going to expand that as well. My, all my books aren't on there yet. And that's, that's a, I need to work on that, but uh, they can find all my books on Amazon. And then on Facebook, I do have an author page. And again, I encourage people to find their author that really speaks to them and see what they're up to. So mine is simply just Andrea Lindy author. Um, People can find me there and connect with me there as well. Okay. Awesome. I'll make sure to share those links in the show notes. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Thank you, Josiane. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you loved what you heard, be sure to share it with me by leaving me a review. If you're ready to publish your book, let me take your hand in my course, How to Self-Publish on Amazon. I will show you every step you need to take to successfully go through the publishing process on the platform. Keep on writing, 